And we're live. Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, your host for the show. At Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs, we share tips and actionable advice that you can use on a daily basis to run your business and boost your confidence. Uh, one way that uh, we help our uh, viewers and uh, our audience to boost their confidence when it comes to their business is to help them create their one page marketing plan to a simple marketing formula. The next course that we are running is coming up actually this weekend on December 11th to 13th. If you wanted to create your one page marketing plan for 2021 and take the year to a whole new level, you could join us either in December or January using the link um, in the description of the show or in the comments of the show and join us. Um, during the um, interview we that I've got with my guest today, I've got an amazing guest and a great topic today. Uh, we are going to be giving away gifts and uh, you enter your name into the draw for winning additional gifts. If you like, subscribe, comment, ask a question, tag a friend and stay engaged during the conversation. So my uh, guest today is Lena Levinsky. Welcome, Lena. Hi, Mustafa. Thanks for having me. Great to have you with us. So our topic today is how to speak with confidence. Mm -hmm. It is great to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be well, here. Let me do the proper intro with Lena, and then we are going to get started uh, with this great topic of speaking with confidence, which is a big problem for many people, including entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Lena Levinsky is a Polish-American entrepreneur who moved to the U.S. shortly after her 15th birthday. Lena is a speak language pathologist, accent coach, podcast host, blogger, and a course creator. Lena is the hostess of the of the accent accented world yeah accented world podcast which <laughs> aims to inspire the immigrant community to dream big and follow their passion in life career and business she's an avid traveler having visited 33 countries to date well that's amazing lena lives in new york with her husband and rescue pup luna mm -hmm. welcome lena thank you thank you so much how's your day going so intro. far Oh, it's busy. And actually, we I'm in New York and we got some snow today. So that was kind of cool. First snow sure. of the year. Yeah. We got some snow here in Calgary, Alberta, up in Canada. Oh, I'm sure. Probably more than like you. it's been warm for the past couple of weeks, which is huh. very rare for this time of year. Mm -hmm. So warm, so much, so much so that actually the um, ice uh, on, on the, the lakes are usually frozen. Mm -hmm. uh, the other day we went out of town here and we were walking on, on ice on the lakes and the top layer was actually melted. Wow. So all, yeah. Things are changing. Strange. Oh, wow. That is very strange. Yeah. It's been here. Very warm here too. It's unusual. Absolutely. Things are, yeah. Changing. So ready for the holidays? I am. I am. Uh, well, I'm, I'm already trying to uh, buy some gifts, so I'm not running last minute uh, since you know, that usually what, what I do, I usually uh, keep it for a last minute kind of thing. And then I'm just running around trying to get some gifts. So trying to prepare ahead of time, even though this year is going to be a little bit different, but excited. Yeah. You know? Very nice. Yeah. We're going to, they're going to start a, a lockdown here on uh, Monday. Already. And oh they're closing, shutting down some of the stores and people <sighs> stay home. 
and oh, it's it's uh, it's coming. It, it feels like we're going back to to March conditions. Already, what yeah. We had back then, and so yeah, because the numbers are going up again. Yeah, I know California is already shut down. New York hasn't quite yet, but I'm sure it's coming as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Pretty, so, Lena, yeah. what is what is um, what is your story? Yeah, so like you said in the intro, I moved to the U.S. from Poland at almost 15 years old, and when I moved here. I spoke English, but just basically what I learned in school. So not very much. And then I ended up going to a high school where nobody spoke my language. So I really had to um, almost fight to survive. So I had to learn English as quickly as I could so that I could, you know, be in school and, and meet some, make some friends. So I did that pretty, pretty quickly. Luckily, I was able to learn within a few months and then maybe within um, a year or two, I modified my own accent uh, by kind of unconsciously, just because I wanted to fit in with my friends. I wanted to fit in with my, uh, with you know, with the with the New York society. Um, so that's what I did, and then eventually I ended up going to school for speech pathology, which I'm still doing. I'm working as a speech pathologist mostly with kids now, uh, but as a speech pathologist, I I. Uh, I found out, I didn't actually notice when I went to school, that you can work on accent modification. Um, so you can help people speak with confidence and work on their accent so that they can speak uh, with clarity. So that was something that I you know, was always passionate about given my story. And this is something that I do now in my business. Um, I help people with to speak English with clarity and confidence because I think it's so important. Uh, considering it's already difficult enough when you move to another country and to add on the layer of a new language uh, of, and then if you speak it and you're not understood, it's so frustrating. You can't really get much done. Uh, so it's something that, you know, I'm very passionate about, especially given my history. So Absolutely. yeah, that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Um, you know, I went, I went through that as an immigrant too. I know when I first got here within the first year or two, I went to, I remember when uh, one time I went to McDonald's right mm. here in downtown Calgary. I was trying to order fries. Mm. And what happened was I, I my English was not good. And I was trying to order fries and the kid at the tail started making fun of me. Oh, that's, that's and, so unnecessary. And what happened was I walked out of that place and said, this is not going to happen again. Mm. And I started working on my English. Mm -hmm. And because I said to myself, well, I'm going to live here. I got to be able to communicate with people speaking English because that's the language here. Mm -hmm. And so I, I started really studying English and, and working on my language skills and, and the rest of it. Mm. How old were you when you moved here? I was 18 years old. Yeah. And you have, I mean, almost barely any accent. So you, Thank you. you, did, I, worked, you did. I worked hard on it. Well, well, that's the thing. Some people think you can just um, speak super fluently or almost like a native just, you know, by doing practice here and there. You have to work hard. The older you are, it's a lot of practice. Uh, but yeah, if you're willing, right. yeah, if you're willing to put yeah. in the time, it's it's totally doable for you to speak um, with clarity and confidence. I would never say I don't think reaching for the goal of speaking like a native. It's, it's a great goal. 
uh, especially if you're not born here and you come here when you're old uh, here, like to a country where you speak English as a first language when you're older. Uh, but it's still, you know, you can still speak beautifully as well as, as uh, I guess the best, you can be the best version of you, whatever that means, right? As long as you put in the work. Got it. Uh, is that is that is that true that if you get older, it's going to be harder, or is that a myth? It's true. It's true because your brain, you kind of lose plasticity. So your brain is plastic, where you can learn new things, and it's the most plastic when you are young. So the older you get, it kind of loses that plasticity. So it's harder for you to learn new things and build those neuronal uh, connections. So it's still doable, but it's definitely easier when you're younger. So I would definitely suggest doing it as soon as possible for everybody. And I'm thinking that there are there might be exceptions to people that are maybe older and they still pull it off and yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, because you know what, everybody is so different. Even you can compare one one person, same age, uh, you know, same sex, same upbringing, and they might still have different abilities. So there are some people who are just, they have such talent for languages. So it's, it's easier for them. But for the majority of people, the older you get, the harder, the harder it is. Hmm. Did you have a similar story to mine where you did not maybe feel good about your interaction with others and was there like an onset or a story or something behind this whole piece that you're working on? You know, for me, it was mostly about the, the constant feeling of not fitting in because mm -hmm. I, you know, I was almost 15. So it's a very vulnerable age. It was technically the first time I was out of the country outside from like, you know, the immediate countries around Poland, which are pretty similar to Poland. Um, I came across the ocean to the States first time ever, and I'm supposed to stay here. So I just was so desperate to fit in because once I started to make American friends and they started to, you know, correct me all the time, or they started to tell me, you sound cute. That was cute. What you said, you know, that's not a confidence booster because yeah. you constantly feel worse than somebody else. Uh, so to me, that was really the reason because I didn't want to be different from my friends. I was so young. I, I just didn't want to stand out, you know? Um, but that's, that's really was the biggest motiv motivation for me, but I didn't do it on purpose. To be honest, I kind of didn't want to stand out, but I did it without thought behind it. You know, I started to practice without like a plan or without like, Oh, this is what I'm going to do every Friday or every five days a week. I'm going to practice. It wasn't like that. It was just, kind of subconscious you're just yeah constantly working on it i guess yeah exactly mm -hmm. interesting so what what happened after what did you end up uh, uh so you're you're a, a, an accent coach you do a few different things how did you end up choosing this path because i'm so passionate about it and the whole accent modification kind of fell into my lap when I went to speech pathology school, right? I didn't go there for that reason, but then it turned out it was part of the profession. So I was like, well, this is perfect. And when I was in graduate school, I ran, um, I was one of the, like, I was the supervising student running the accent modification clinic uh, at my school. And I worked with so many people from abroad. I worked with professors, I worked with students, um, and it really warmed my heart to, to work with these people because they really reminded me of me and, and my friends and my family who still struggle with some of these things. 
Um, so it was really something that I wanted to do. And it, it was kind of uh, serendipitous in a way that it was part of my profession. So I could do it professionally, I can do it well. So I know mm -hmm. I can give you like a point from you can take it from point A to B of how to do it. Very interesting. So and then so you went to school for uh, for pathology, speech pathology, yeah, speech therapy. So people speech call therapy. it yeah and then now now do you is your main focus now on accents or you do more than just so uh, in my business my focus is on accents yes um this is something that i want to focus on because i feel like i have the knowledge and experience to help so this is something that i've been focusing on lately uh but at work because i still work as well in the field um actually my main focus is on feeding it's a little feeding. different. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? So feeding therapies, speech pathology is like, it's a huge umbrella of things that we can actually help people with in terms of therapy. And one of those things that not a lot of people know about is swallowing issues and feeding issues. And feeding issues are typically with kids who don't want to eat for various reasons, or they're not allowed to eat for various reasons. Um, so a lot of them have uh, their, their main way of getting their nutrition and hydration is through a G-tube or an NG tube, which goes through your nose or, or a tube that goes straight to your stomach. Uh, so I work with these kids to try to get them off the tube so that they can actually eat by mouth. Or I work with kids who are very picky with what they eat and you try and, you know, broader, broaden their selection. So you include things that are healthy because uh, a lot of kids love chicken nuggets, that's for sure. So then you want to try and include, you know, vegetables and fruits and, and broader their selection so you can actually have them eat dinner with you. Um, and it's there's actually a lot that you can do, but this is this is basically what I've been focusing on at work working with these kids and work from anywhere from infants who are, you know, bottle fed to all the way to like older kids. Oh yeah. Wow. I didn't know that it's such a vast topic and area to work in. And there's obviously lots to do in there. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. So now you're running your business, you work in a field and I'm pretty sure uh, that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially immigrant entrepreneurs, who have issues with their language and statistically immigrants are a lot more likely to actually start a business and because immigrants are more hungry mm -hmm. when they come in and they come to the promised land canada us or anywhere they go to start a business for that lifestyle for the dream that they're after and so they start a business but there could be blockages such as language and, and all that mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. how did you end up getting rid of your fear of you know being out there and ex getting yourself exposed and the rest of it so i used to be like frantically afraid of public speaking like you talk sweating stuttering red in the face like it was horrible for me um so for me i actually just kind of like went in deep from the beginning and not on purpose. I feel like a lot of the things I do don't happen on purpose, but I got a position at school uh, when I was, uh, I was a resident assistant. I don't know if you know what that is, if there is the same kind of job. And uh, so when they're the dorms in the US, uh, you know, when you work, live at college, a lot of the times they have students who assist the other students. So whether yep. they 
they maintained the building somehow or they you know they for example my campus was a dry campus so you couldn't really drink so you kind of like patrol the building in a way like you do a lot of things to assist the students yeah um, so i did that and then because i was an ra i was a resident that was chosen i had to do uh meetings for my floor for my residents who i was in charge of so that was kind of the first thing that i did that really took me out of my shell because i would have to speak in front of um whoever showed up like 20 to 50 people right and i had to present things and and get involved with them so when i so for me because I started kind of like deep because this is this isn't like a small step, I feel like because you can take small step or a big step, you know, it started to peel the layers of my fear, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing that I did. And, you know, and then once you go to school and you present and once you, um, you know, really put yourself out there, the more you do it, the more you realize listen, like this isn't the, the worst thing. You can actually share your story. You can share something valuable. You can help somebody else who might be just afraid, as afraid as you. So it's actually a pretty neat thing. And then once I started my podcast, like that was like, that was it. <laughs> once I started it, I was just, initially I was so afraid because you're kind of in front of a mic and you have to, you never really know who you're talking to and you have to really, uh, really put yourself out there. Uh, but after like the first few episodes, I was just like, okay, well, this is fine. If I could do this, I could really do anything. So that was kind of right. what happened for me. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your, so, so what I'm getting is you just put yourself out there mm -hmm. and, and then you, when you, once you went through it and you're like, this is not actually as bad as I thought it would. Mm -hmm. And then with some practice, I guess you got better. Yeah. I um, hope so. <laughs> do you have any suggestions or any other uh, tips or tricks or techniques for people that are afraid of that, that they could use? Yeah, well, start small. And I always think uh, you can start even in the mirror, right? Just talking to yourself and getting that feedback, looking at yourself like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm talking. This is actually not so bad. I can see myself. I, I can do this. This I have something to say. I have a message to share. So I think starting in your mirror, even though sometimes it's hard because we don't like to look at ourselves or we don't like to hear our own voice, but I think that's one of a good ways to start just by, you know, taking that first tiny step start there and then you'll see where that takes you um or if you have um really good friends that you trust or a family member that you really trust and feel comfortable i mm -hmm. wouldn't do it with people you don't feel comfortable with but you can start with them and do a little talk for them and it doesn't have to be 15 minutes it could be like literally one minute you can start off with 30 seconds just your talk could be um about yourself what you did today or what you plan to do this weekend, but, but make it in a in like a, a manner that's you know not not like a conversational manner, but like a presentational manner, um, and then get their feedback, and they could tell you like, oh, you didn't move your hands very much. They can tell you like you were red in the face. Breathe. They can give you some feedback of what to I'm do. So, yeah. So I think starting small is totally fine as long as you start. Just do it. Just show up somehow. Absolutely. I, I love that. And the only thing I would add to that is I love the practice. Like as soon as I asked you the question, the practicing in front of a mirror was right in my, uh, like in oh. my mind. And then the other thing I would add is um, recording yourself on video mm -hmm. and then watching yourself. Like you don't even need other people in the first stages. 
as long as like you could get you could get a lot and watch yourself how you deliver the movements of your body your face and you know the whole thing and you can correct quite a bit by watching yourself in front of mirror and get comfortable with your self and the yeah. way you present and like you said go in front of a couple of people that you know like and trust and say hey i want you to um watch me and give me feedback and you could get comfortable in front of them and then um it, what is it they say people have uh, the number one fear in us is fear of public speaking and right next to that is death like fear of wow. death so people yeah. would rather die than to speak in front of a crowd and wow i didn't know those statistics oh my gosh that's what i think is what the, that's what they say so um um and there's always that practice that we all have to do yeah and uh, everything gets easier with practice Mm -hmm. It's how we're designed. It's how our body is designed. The more you practice, the more you learn, right? And the more of like a permanent connection you make within your brain, where then it becomes second nature, right? But if you don't practice and you just do it Absolutely. once in a while, then those connections are not there. You have to give yourself time. Yeah. And I, and I have to second that practice is, I guess, the next important piece. Like we don't have mm -hmm. enough practice. It's the fear of the lack of uh, skills or the lack of prepping and practice that puts the fear in our head saying, I'm not ready for this. Or mm -hmm. what if you practice enough and you know your stuff and, um, you know, you have visualized the whole process, which is probably another thing that we could do. Yeah. Um, then you just go in and, and own it. And I, have you ever been embarrassed or had a blooper in front of a crowd? Oh, yeah. I used to be so hard on myself. Like, really. But, but it's funny because I would be so negative about what I did. I would look back like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. So it felt like constantly. Uh, but I know you mean like something funny that I did. Um, can't think of anything I uh, forgot what you were going to say all yeah. together. And or you, the word wasn't coming up and or yeah. i know i've had occasions with somebody which which doesn't have much to do with language it was just like the first few there i think there's always that learning curve as well where there is going to be some times where you're not comfortable it's mm -hmm. part of the process right yeah and absolutely. there's a learning curve and every all these pro speakers and all the you know, professionals out there that are appearing on stages in different places, they've had the their failures in the world of speaking. And you just, you just have to like learn and move forward. Yeah. I mean, you can't have success without failure. Nobody has ever been like born a perfect speaker or, a you know, with the perfect confidence to go through life. You learn through failure and then you have the successes that you get. You probably have more failure than success. But it's the people who keep going are the people who who make it and who you know can do something amazing with their lives, not giving into the failure, but learning from it and moving on, right? Absolutely. But it happens to all of us. Absolutely. So, what are some ways or top two or three ways that people can speak with clarity? Okay. What so What are some of your tips? So the first thing I always say because it's the most important thing is breathing. Because without breathing, we can't speak, right? If you're not taking deep breaths, like you can't really project your voice. You can't really speak loudly. Um, you're probably going to start turning red 
your things are going to start going wrong. So you want to focus on that breathing. So then you can back up your voice, you can back up really anything that you're doing. And it relaxes you, right? So breathing is definitely number one. Um, always, you know, this is something that you always have to focus on, I think, when you start to speak anywhere. Um, another thing is probably going to be using simple language. I feel like Sometimes when we get in front of a crowd or do an interview or really do anything where we have to present in any way or form or speak to somebody who we're looking up to, we sometimes try to use like big words or we try to use words that are not something that we commonly use. So I would say stick to simple language so that you're mm -hmm. comfortable with what you're saying and what you're doing. Uh, because remember, your brain has practiced those words enough where they're kind of at your disposal, right? They're not the words that, um, you know, those are words I use every day rather than new words or something that you're trying to learn that because then you can have mishaps with that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. And then I would also say um, have confident body language. Don't be afraid to use your arms and in, in English, especially for those of, for those people who are, learning English. Um, body language is such a big part of English. English is very animated in terms of how we move our mouth, even um, the eye contact, the the way that we use our arms and hands when we're talking. So don't be afraid to express yourself through your language, uh, through your body, body language, because 93% of your communication comes through your body, your body language. Only about 7% is through the spoken word. So don't be afraid to really feel confident or feel comfortable on stage and you know move your body as if you would when you're talking to a friend uh, because that's going to convey a lot of your messaging. So I would say those are probably the three things. So can we do a quick recap of the short, short versions? Yes, so definitely breathe. Don't forget yep. to breathe, it's super important. Use simple language. Um, and then use your body language. Love it, love it. Breathe, and yeah, because I've seen it where people are trying to deliver like a twenty-minute speech in one breath. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. You're, like, you're like, and then yeah, I think putting space in uh, in between, breathe, use uh, some gaps and silence to let people digest the information, mm -hmm. and then I guess one thing that we say in the marketing world is to make sure that people and um, that your language passes the five-year-old test, which means a five-year-old mu must understand what it is that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And people don't usually, I guess, to add to that, as people don't know your internal industry lingo. Yes. Which, like, especially like abbreviations yes. or some big words that they have mm -hmm. to like kind of think. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, what was the last part again? Um, body language. Body right? language. Yeah, yeah. Body oh, yeah. Language. I think studying body language is absolutely yeah. Very important as well. Super important. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. When I used to, when I started my blog, I used to use like the speech pathology lingo and I showed it to somebody. They were like, what are you talking about? Nobody understand what you're writing. Cause I was writing, like I was writing like a work report or something. You, you have to really just be chill about what you're saying, about what you're writing. Just, just use your everyday words. Keep it simple, be Keep yourself simple. and relax yeah. and deliver. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I understand that you're sharing a gift with our audience. Yes, so I actually have a mini guide to uh, speak 
English with Clarity and Confidence that I'm giving away. And yep, so I don't know if you need the link or the address for that. So we are, the link is already, it's sitting on our site. Okay, and uh, great. if you wanted to uh, access, for those of you who are watching or listening, if you wanted to access uh, Lena's uh, gift, go to dailyconfidence.show forward slash gifts. And then uh, the, the instructions are there. The link again mm -hmm. is dailyconfidence.show forward slash gifts. Now, can you uh, reiterate what the gift was again, please? Yes, it's a it's a mini guide to speak English with clarity and confidence. So mm -hmm. it kind of gives you like the really basic intro into accent modification. Um, and it gives you some exercises that you can do right at home. Uh, so you can really modify your language, work on it in 20 minutes a day or less. It doesn't have to be extensive. It's just knowing what to do. Uh, yeah. So this guide will kind of put you in the right direction, point you in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, Lena, what are some of your favorite books that you recommend to business owners? Okay. So I really loved, and this one is pretty new, Marie Forleo's Everything is Figure Outable. Have you heard of that one? Everything is Figure Outable. outable? Yes. No, I haven't heard of it. It's but so I good. Like the title. <laughs> yeah. So Marie Forleo, she's, she's a rock star in the business world. She does uh, B-School. Which is uh, which is an online course. It's kind of like a like a business business course. So she takes you through anything like profit planning in your business, marketing, um, writing copy, things like that. So it's it's really great course. And then she wrote this book. Uh, it's all about like how you can figure anything out in life and in business. And I and I really think it's it's amazing because it gives you also some exercises you can do to really um, get your ideas down and get set you on the right path of things everything is figure outable yes. what else you got for us in terms of pop books that you like or recommend i also love do less by kate northrup which is all about the idea of doing less to achieve more uh so do like less 80 20 and all that 80 20 all the way um you know really setting up things in motion so that you don't have to be present all the time in your business and in life uh, it's, I love, I love that. It goes back to like Tim Ferriss and, and, you know, and the, those kind yeah. of uh, books. I, I just think it's so brilliant and it gives me such hope in life that you can actually do less to achieve more. It's incredible. You know, so I love her book. Beauty. Love it. Love it. Love it. So yeah. my uh, last question is always this. If you had a Facebook ad that everyone on the planet could see, what would your message be? Oh, that's a really good one. Okay. I would say, I would say just, okay, it's just one message. So I, I'm between like, just believe in yourself or just be yourself. Because once you are yourself, and I know this sounds cliche, that's when amazing things happen. Stop hiding um, behind some idea of perfection that you might find on social media or stop hiding behind uh, an idea of another person that you're comparing yourself to. Just be yourself and be great at that. You know, be great at being yourself. Mm -hmm. so what, do you, what do you mean real quick by being yourself? What does that look like in your world? Acceptance. I think that's a huge thing accepting you for who you are as opposed to trying to change yourself constantly. Um, also looking back and 
you know, looking back into your childhood and into your life and doing any kind of unblocking that is keeping you from being um, good with yourself or being happy. I always believe that, you know, things happen to us in life that really shape us and they can continue to shape us as we're adults, right? So whether you have blocks or traumatic events that happened to you when you were younger, I always believe that you should, and I think it's for us to be ourselves and to step into your greatness per se, you have to kind of look back and do some unblocking and some healing, uh, for whatever you went through, because nobody had a perfect childhood. Nobody had a perfect life growing up. That's if and if they say they had it, then that's just complete lies. So I think looking back and doing that so you can actually be yourself. I don't know if this answered your question. Um, yes, it did. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's a broad, it's a broad topic, and we'll probably talk another couple hours on that. Yes. But uh, I, I love the idea of being yourself and accept yourself and self-acceptance. I, I, I think... I believe that uh, uh, self-acceptance and self-awareness brings out the confidence in business owners and everybody that they can then do what they want to do in their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially if you're a business owner and you're not yourself, like people are going to see through you. They're going to see that, that pattern very quickly. Uh, if you're not authentic, you know, it's, it's not going to, um, I don't want to say sell, but you're not going to make connection with other people. If you're not being yourself, if you're being somebody else, then, you know, that's not going to, to work. Got it. Now, Lena, is there anything that I should have asked or you feel like you want to share with the audience that we didn't talk about or I didn't ask? Um, that's a good question. You asked me some great questions. Um, maybe I can talk briefly about my podcast. That'd be sure okay. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my podcast is called The Accented World, and I interview immigrants, first generation and world citizens who are successful and have some kind of a great story or something that they've done in their lives to inspire the immigrant community to dream big uh, and pursue their passions in life, career and business. Because I think if they can see that, you know, the, the immigrant role sometimes is perceived as um, it's very serious stereotypical in some places. Some people see it as, you know, people come and they just do labor work and they don't really contribute much and they stay speaking their language. And that's like the furthest thing from what immigration is. Immigration is so beautiful where you move to another country and you bring so much, um, you can bring so much from yourself. And a lot of people adapt to the, to the culture in a different way. Right. Mm -hmm. So so they can really bring a lot to the table. So I wanted to show, you know, show off or um, share these incredible stories that are really inspiring to others to not only inspire the immigrant community, which is my main goal, but to also kind of change the notion of immigration, what it is, kind of open people's eyes to what immigration really stands for. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I love what you're doing there because. Uh, as an immigrant myself, and we're, uh, and being a guy that worked with uh, with immigrants over the years, um, actually, this show that we're on, mm -hmm. the initial the initial thing that I was uh, working on was making it about immigrants. Oh, okay. So I almost started a course about confidence for immigrants. That's incredible. And because uh, I had such a passion for it, I see a lot of immigrants that 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 come to Canada, U.S. or other countries, and they haven't 
quite found their place in a society. They have these blockages with their confidence, with language, with a whole bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And there's the communication barriers with them and society. And I was actually very passionate about it. I still am. Yeah. So, uh, because of the fact that a lot of immigrants have that drive and that the, the, the internal fire, if you will, that you like, mm -hmm. they just want to get things done. They, they want to create new stuff, that dream and the lifestyle that they, they, they envisioned mm -hmm. before you got here. They are very likely, I guess, to take action when the, when the proper guidance is there. So I really yeah. like what you're doing. Uh, where can people find out more about you and your podcast? So you can go to my website at uh, leanalavinsky.com. Uh, my podcast. I lost your sound for a second. I don't know if it was me or can you hear me? My mic got muted. I don't know why. That's all good. So you were saying that the, um, what was the website again? Lena.Levinsky. Uh, no, Lena.Levinsky.com. Never mind. Lena.Levinsky.com forward slash podcast. Um, okay. And it, it's right there. Or you can go on Instagram, find me at Lena.Levinsky or at Accented World Podcast. Could you spell that out for people that are listening, please? Yeah, I'm going to have to write it. This is one thing I cannot spell out loud. I have to write it down, then I can spell it for you. Accent. World. Uh, A C C E N T E D W O R L D podcast, P O D C A S T. And then my name is Lena L E N A Levinsky L I V I N S K Y. Got it. Love yeah. it. Lena, yeah. this has been a pl pleasure chatting with you. I love what Me you're too. up to. Helping Thank the immigrants you. and with their speaking and with their confidence, with their speech. And a bunch of other stuff. I think that's it's mostly about maybe internal work as well. So I really like and appreciate that as a guy that worked on on that very topic for a good twenty years. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I am also passionate about it. So if there is any any way, shape, or form that I can help, um, please let me know. I really appreciate your time and your feedback. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to have you on my show very soon. Appreciate yeah, it. It's yeah, gonna be great. Right. That as well. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having well, me. This was so fun. Likewise, for those of you who are watching or listening, uh, the, the new year is coming up. And one way that we help our uh, audience and people that we work with uh, to boost our confidence is by simplifying their business and their marketing on one page and create a one page marketing plan uh, through our course, Simple Marketing Formula. The problem that we solve is the fact that most coaches, consultants and experts are poking around at different tools, systems, softwares programs and whatnot uh, without seeing uh, consistent results because they've got their head in 12 different things and nothing is usually working. So want to be simplify everything, get it to work and uh, create a plan that you can use to grow and scale your business in 2021. I'm going to put the link again in the chat box. The link, if you're listening, is persayo.com. That's P-E-R-S-Y-O.com forward slash join hyphen S m f sam that's simple marketing formula and uh yeah check it out the link is in the comments and it's going to be in the uh, show descriptions i'll will include lena's gift in there as well 
uh, the gift link. And if you wanted to get access to Lena's gift, go, go to dailyconfidence.show slash gift. And the instructions are in there. Thank you for joining us and uh, hope to see you or, and um, I guess, uh, check in with you on our next episode. Again, if you want to uh, enter the draw for winning the gifts from either us or, or our uh, speakers, you need to uh, like, subscribe, comment, write a review about our show, either on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, or anywhere that you're listening or watching to this um, show. And you you enter your name for the draw. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, and thank you, Lena, again for your thank amazing you. contribution. Thank you. Bye now.